Hi everyone, I hope you're having an amazing day. You know, every once in a while, someone comes to me and asks about their career. And they say, typically the conversation goes something like, hey, I've worked in engineering for most of my career and I've never worked in supply chain. So do you think I should work in supply chain or, you know, I've never worked in service or I do work in service and I've never worked in marketing. And it seems like they are always looking at their career in terms of what is the next function that I should go work in because I've never worked there before. And I will tell you, you know, getting a broad base of experience in different functions, is, it's not a bad thing. But I always take a much more holistic approach to career conversations and ultimately what you want to do to to make your next career move. So that's what I want to talk about today is what's a good holistic process to think about how you make your next career move and what should that be? And it's a really simple, you know, simple set of steps you can go through. We'll actually use the GROW methodology, which is set your goal, go do a reality check on, you know, what kind of skills and, uh, uh, and attributes you possess today, go outline the options that you want to go develop you know, what type of skills you want to go develop and ultimately create the plan that you will go implement. So the way I would suggest that you start this from the goal perspective, whenever somebody comes to me and says, what should I do next? My simplest advice is take two views. First, take a long, long-term view, that long strategic view. And I typically ask a question similarly like, Think about yourself at the end of your career. At the end of your career, what would you like to be able to walk away and say, this is what I've accomplished. What's your legacy, right? And that's going to be your big North Star. And don't, you know, it it needs to be, um, it needs to be pretty loose in the sense that, you know, if this is a North Star, it's not something you want to change every month, right? Every year even, right? But then, and, and, you know, some of the answers that come out of this, for, for example, I've known some engineers who say, you know what, I'm three quarters of the way through my career now, and I like what I'm doing, and I'd, I'd literally just like to end my career pretty much doing the same thing, you know, it, but just being really good at it, right? That, that's good. I've met people very early in their career that says, look, I just got out of college I would love one day to be in a senior leadership position. You know, those type of statements are fine because here's the thing. You're going to come and revisit this at least every year, maybe every couple of years. So go take a long-term view. The second view you want to take in terms of your goal now becomes the actionable view, which is, okay, given your long-term career goal, what is your short-term goal? What do you what do you want to be able to or what do you need to be able to achieve within the next year or two? And that's where you set up uh, an actionable target. So pick the thing you need to go um, achieve within the next year or two. And that sets up your goal. Now, here's the thing about picking a function to go work in. In, in almost everything you do in your career, your career is going to grow if you're able to do generically three things very, very well. Number one, if you have the right knowledge to perform a particular job. So if you've worked in 
engineering and you've never worked in supply chain, but you think that for your long-term career goal, if you knew about supply chain, that would help, then you have to go acquire that knowledge. So one attribute that you want to go build out in skill is what is the level of knowledge you can bring to any role, right? The second thing is what is the level of problem solving and complexity that you can manage, you know, how, like how big of a problem can you manage? How much complexity can you thrive in? Right? So that needs to increase throughout your career. Thirdly is how autonomous can you be and in being successful, especially if there's ambiguity. So interestingly enough, when you think about those three things, and you go think back on your own career development or anybody else's, ironically, they always go after the easiest one of those three skill sets to acquire, which is knowledge. Here's the thing. Knowledge, job knowledge can be attained almost by anyone, by formal study, reading a book, somebody mentoring you, teaching you a, spe a specific process, right? That's the easiest thing to go focus on or, or to attain. It is much more difficult to attain higher levels of strategic thinking and dealing with complexity. It's much more difficult to attain the ability to be autonomous, to thrive in ambiguity. So I would suggest that as you go through and you look at your skill set, don't just look at what you don't know about a particular job. Because here's the thing. If you work at uh, um, Exxon today and you go figure out how Exxon supply chain process works, and you decide later you want to leave Exxon and go work for IBM, their, their supply chain process works completely differently. It's wasted knowledge, right? So, so the transferable skills are things like how you deal with problem solving and complexity and how you are able to function autonomously in ambiguity, right? So the second step is do an inventory, a reality check on what are your current levels of skills and attributes that that you need to to achieve that the those two things that you've set in the goal which is you know that role you want one to two years from now or ultimately where you want to be at the end of your career so go through and start reviewing and calibrating on all of the skills and uh, and and uh, attributes you need around job knowledge complexity and scope and being autonomous and being able to influence, right? This is where I'd also go look at all of the, you know, go out and search on the internet for all the different type of leadership standards and skill sets that, you know, that are pretty common, pretty common across the board. So now that you've got, you've got your goal set, you've done your reality check, now come up with some options. Since you've done this assessment about what your skill sets are, pick just, just a few, two to three top level, top, um, two to three top things that you want to go focus on that you want to develop that you can achieve something within the next year to two that where if you can develop these skills, you are able to convert that skill attainment into more responsibility. And that's really the key, right? Do not, please do not be one of these people who have knowledge and certifications up the wazoo, but there's no correlation between skill attainment and increased responsibility. 
it, it happens all the time. I, I see a lot of people going out and they want that certification. They want to go take that class. They want to go do this and do that. But then a year later, when they've taken all those classes, they've gotten their certificate, you go, okay, does, does your manager or the people around you who determine your career, do they think you're ready for the next job? And the answer is no. Why is that, right? So just focus on the fact that it's not about acquiring skills. Acquiring skills is a means to an end. What it is about is proving to somebody, yes, proving, demonstrating to somebody that, you're, that you are ready to take on higher levels of responsibility and accountability. And you're able to do that for multiple reasons. One of them is these skills that you've, you've developed and attained. But again, I can't stress enough. It's the, the end goal, the outcome is increased responsibility. The end goal is not attain more skills and knowledge. That's a means to an end. All right. So you've outlined some skills um, and attributes that you want to go develop. Now go ahead and, and and create a simple development plan. Now, this is a this, you know, that sounds simple, but I promise you, every time I go into a room and I say, Hey, how many people here have a development plan? one in 10 hold up their hand that they even have one. So no, but no one has development plans for some reason. Um, when I asked the one person in the room, what was your development plan? Almost 100% of the time it was take a class. Don't do that, right? Here's how you want to go through and develop and create, actually ink and author your development plan. Those three areas that you picked that you want to get better. Define a specific objective for those three areas. It may be something like, I want to be able to create strategies at the level above me. I want to be able to um, influence level four leaders. I want to be able to manage complexity of a project one level above me. Some very specific objectives for those skills that you want to develop, right? So the, define the objective and write it down. So for each each area, each one of those two to three th things you want to develop, write an objective. Then define the skills that are required to achieve those objectives, right? If it's, if it's you want to be able to manage a project one level of complexity higher than the one you're doing today, then go define what are those skills that are required, right? A higher level of program management, a higher level of Lean Six Sigma solving. Maybe you're a green belt today, you can handle green belt level stuff, but you need the skills of a black belt, right? Go define those skills. And now here is the most important part. When you set, to, uh, when, when you set out to create your development plan, do something called a 70-20-10 development plan for each skill, all right? So, so let me make sure we're tracking here. You've got two to three objectives. Within each of those two to three objectives, you probably have two to three skills. And this is why you want to keep your, you know, your, the, the areas for development low because you can see where this multiplies pretty quickly. So you've got two to three objectives, you know, for these different, um, for these different areas you want to develop. Define the skill sets that are required for each of the objectives. And then for each of the skills, you need to make sure that you have some activities and the activities are defined as 10% of those activities are formal learning activities. That's either formally taking a class, reading a book, 
or um, you know, some formal way to get educated. 20% of how you're going to develop that skill is by learning from others, right? A mentor, a coach, right? Um, just or, or just your coworkers, relationships. And 70% of how you're going to learn developing that new skill is on the job, just practicing, trying, failing, getting up and redoing it all over again. So if your skill, if the skill you wanted to develop was to develop um, the ability to um, write um, a more influential presentation, what that may, and that's one skill, what that may look like in your development plan is take one class on, you know, improving your communication skills. Meet weekly or monthly with my mentor on that topic. And then 70% of the time, what you're out there doing is trying to create presentations, failing, dusting yourself off, getting up and doing it all over again. And by the way, here's how the 17-20-10 works. It's not just a set of numbers that happen to add up to 100. It literally works like this. If you determine that it takes to develop that skill, the, the 10% formal learning is a one-hour class, okay? That's, if that's 10%, then guess what? Two hours need to be dedicated to learning from your mentor, and seven hours need to be put into uh, actually creating the presentation. So that's how you create the 70-20-10 plan. So there you go. That's, that, that's my approach to developing your career, guys. If you know... A lot of times people come to me and say, what, what function should I work in next? I'm like, don't, let's not talk about that. What is your goal? So let's recap. What is your goal long-term? And then what is your goal within the next year or two? From there, do a reality check. Go ahead and do a skills assessment, a self-assessment about what skills and attributes you're good at and what you're not good at. And the things that you're not good at that you need to become good at to achieve your short-term and your long-term goal, those become your options, right? Which is step three in the framework, your options that you want to go off and pick two to three areas that you want to go develop. And then for each one of those two to three areas, create an objective. For those objectives, determine the specific skills you need to achieve that objective. And for those specific skills, develop a 70-20-10 action plan. I hope you enjoyed this chat. If you did, please subscribe. And if you know someone else who may like these types of chats, please share the podcast with them as well. Thanks for listening.